Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Brangaroo Studios. Great to have your company here for the call. Ten stocks picked by you. I put those stocks to our two experts. Let's bring them in right now. Grady Wolf from Bell Direct. Grady, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? Uh, Mark Mullen from Team Invest. How are you? Excellent. Good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Was I speaking loud enough? No, it's okay. Good. I'm firing okay. on nine cylinders. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's had an operation on his on his ear, so we're going to have to be like the Muppets, the old blokes of the Muppets. You're right, Mark. Yeah. You know? <laughs> 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 All right, but uh, he's a trooper. He will get through it. Um, hey, what we've got to get through this first half hour: Blue Scope Steel, Sightminder, uh, Imugene. Perpetual and Nickel Industries are the first five stocks that uh, are on the agenda for today. There they are. Stock of the day, though. I uh, thought we'd have a look at Westpac uh, after this morning. It announced it uh, will lose $173 million in the 2023 financial year due to certain one-off items, including the sale of its asset management business and write-down of assets. Uh, the bank sees an increase in provisions for customer refunds and restructuring costs, uh, among others, in fiscal 2023. Uh, Westpac reported net profit attributable of $5.69 billion in fiscal 2022. The company said net impact of these one-off items will reduce the bank's common equity tier one capital ratio by four basis points. Uh, Mark? Westpac's announcement. Any surprise that? Uh, well, Westpac's been hasn't been a good performer anyway. Mm. So before the announcement, I didn't like it. Right. So <laughs> so uh, we we've actually been out of all the banks apart from Macquarie. Uh, in some cases, some of our members still have Macquarie, uh, right. which has been the standout performer. Even though you could argue they're not really a bank like the yep. the traditional big four banks are. Of the big four banks, CBA has by far been the best, and Westpac is down. In, in the bottom half of that yeah. equation. Uh, we're showing they're uh, returning a negative 2% a year at the current share price. So even though the PE ratio is 12.2, which is down the bottom of the green for its range, uh, it's still too high you know, based right. on its earnings profile. And if you look at their return on equity, it's been declining over the last 10 years. And it's actually come down from uh, 16 down currently 8.5. So it's nearly 50% okay. reduction over so time. So this isn't a new thing. Uh, sort of banks are under a bit of pressure. Everyone's got concerns. Will their bad debts rise? Um, um, impact on housing market of rising interest rates and all in the now, in the cycle. Yes. 
But this has been going 10 years from your point of view. It has. So so it's well, the other thing is the banks have actually had, because they were still paying what were perceived to be good dividends, yep. uh, mm-hmm. which now aren't you know, yep. with inflation and interest. And the cash rate's at five, you can get 5.6 apparently now on, on call yeah. yep. you know, yeah, from yeah. one of the banks. Uh, because that, that's the new risk-free rate, yep. then you, your, your actual, your dividends have got to be um, above that. Otherwise, why would you do it? Mm. So the banks, I think, are all generally overvalued. So even though Westpac's at the bottom of its green at 12, it's still too high. Right. Uh, I think it should be sub 10. Now, right. whether it'll go sub 10, who knows? Uh, but at the moment, while from my point of view, when all I can expect is a a, um, a negative return, mm. why would you want to own it? Yeah. And plus, they've got a lot of headwinds going, yeah. going forward, as you said, with potential insolvencies. There's a whole yeah. range of stuff that hasn't hit yet. Mm. No. Uh, I suppose, you know, because NAB has a bit more uh, business lending, a bit more of a business bank, but all the big banks like Commonwealth Bank, uh, Westpac, ANZ are basically massive building societies, building societies yeah. aren't they? Mm. Yep. So uh, I suppose the only thing that's helping them is that property prices are still going up. Yeah. But you might not be able to afford your mortgage repayments, but you're not in negative equity. Mm. No, that's true. That's true. But I think it's it's like... We're investing to make a return on our capital. So we're yeah. foregoing spending real, our money And a now. real return. We want to get a real return. Yeah. So if I can't get a real return on something like a bank, the bank Westpac's not going to go broke. It's no. not going anywhere. <laughs> so you're not going to lose your money, but you're slowly, you're slowly deteriorating over yep. time if it's not keeping up with inflation. Grady, Which, what's, the, what's the Bell view? Yeah, Bell don't have a view on the big banks, but I had a look at it and I think... Bell don't have a view on the big banks? No, they don't. What, Bell's, they just... Bells don't cover the big banks. No, our financial analyst, uh, we actually, I think they left a few, uh, a little while ago. So they're right. looking to replace that analyst. Right, right. Um, but no, at the moment we don't have any ratings okay. on the big okay. banks. But CBA is, as Mark correctly said, it's the one that if you're going to be in a big bank, CBA has a proven track record. It's a strong bank. It's a strong performer. It's a leading bank. Right. Westpac, not so much. Um, I'm actually just awaiting the, res- the full results out on the 6th of November because then you can kind of dissect exactly what's going on. So right. you can see provisions for doubtful debt so you can see um, so net this interest margin sort of preemptive preemptive announcement so, to say full market disclosure yeah, this is what we're going the significant to do. items yes. was today yeah. uh, and then the sixth is obviously the result. the whole result so yeah. i'm actually really excited to see what comes out because i've been keeping an eye on the banks and seeing what the net interest margin is doing against provisions and it's really interesting because over the last few reports and updates they seem to have changed the name of provisions each time, some of them. So I'm like, how? Oh. I don't know if they're trying to hide it or I don't know. But it's but like. The marketing team's got involved. I now. have no idea, but it's really interesting because it's normally provision for doubtful debts, or, yeah. and then sometimes it's just provision, sometimes it's provision. And so just looking at it, it's like, oh, so no, it's um, that's the one that will catch my attention. Uh, at the moment, it's. Like as of this today's obviously a hundred and seventy three million dollar hit to the profit. It's not as bad as last year. Last year was eight hundred and seventy four million dollar hit to the profit. But again, big banks aren't where I play, so right. I'm okay. avoid at the avoid. moment. But all right, yeah. Uh, what about steel companies? Are you sure wants to know company. that Blue Scope Steel <laughs> is uh, up for a look? Of course, spun out of um, BHP back in two thousand two, famous for its colour bond steel, the yeah. roofs and the uh, the fences and panels. Yes. 
Um, it's a neutral rating at the moment. Obviously, steel is impacted by, it has a very cyclical trend, a very cyclical market um, with weakness <clears throat> in construction activity in Australia, New Zealand, North America, and obviously China at the moment. Uh, demand for steel is not great. So naturally, it puts Blue Scope Steel in an unfavourable position right now. Um, the company has a very long history. It has global exposure, more than 160 operations. So on the global front, that's a really good thing. But again, you're always constantly driven by this demand for the commodity. So with it down at the moment, um, it's not a great thing. Headwinds are being faced by the company. It's been on a bit of a run. So if you're looking at getting in, it's probably a high level to get in at given the outlook for the future and for where it's going. Um, they did now, they actually updated their um, guidance recently. So first half is to be, they've downgraded their guidance from 700 million to 770 million to 620 million to 700 million or 670 million so right. quite a significant downgrade there mm. so with some headwinds on the horizon it's not looking great um, China still has not come back online as we've all expected um, the government the material stimulus is still waiting so at the same time it's it is a tough outlook but again we have a housing crisis in Australia so once people start rebuilding again obviously color bond is the name of the industry yep. so yep. and that's a, that's fortunately blue scopes portfolio input in blue scopes portfolio but again it's a really tough time to be in this so neutral at the moment because obviously it's on a bit of a run okay so neutral hold uh, rating uh, hold, if hold you're at in the it. moment hold yeah. if you're in it because it's it's a strong yep. company but okay. just cyclical at the moment uh, uh, well, I think it's probably the best looking company out of this whole group, but it's very ordinary. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust mark to come in bearish. Nothing ten past the hour, and you've missed all ten stocks, Mark Moore. It's right, well, I'm bullish. A, I, I looked at this one. Go, this is the best looking one out of them. Anyway, yeah. so it doesn't pass our filters, not by a long way. On return on capital is nine point four. We have a minimum of ten, right. which is just our floor. Oh, it's pretty close. It's close. Yeah. And stability is 44, we want 65. Now, why that's COVID, there's a big drop in COVID, so I'll give them a pass on that one. Right. But the thing that's a concern is that their earnings have halved basically in the last 12 months. So they've gone from $5.62 in the 22 year down to $2.23. Oh, so that's, right. that's and I don't know what the story is on that, but it's, that's yeah. not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's currently in the red of the PE, so it's on 8.3 PE at the moment. So it's in the top, lower end of the top quartile. So as uh, Grady said, it's had a bit of a, the prices that actually done all right. So, so maybe, um, but uh, what if I look at the returns, from a conscious investor point of view, we're showing it returning 19.4 per year if it maintains its, it's been running at a bit, a bit over 10% EPS growth rate over the last six years, average. Yeah. So, uh, 19% is pretty good. Margin of safety, 6.2. So it's, it's going to be in there somewhere. Yep. So it's, yep. it's okay. Yep. But, okay. But we, we wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't we, 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 it doesn't get past the filter, so we wouldn't look at it. Okay. So it's All just right. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it is, it is it. interesting because steel's coming down in value. Yeah. But hopefully they can sell more of it because it's exactly. more affordable for home building Exactly, in, in this crisis right now. So yeah. it, it's kind of a catch-22. But and it is interesting. Everyone's still waiting out for the stimulus in China. Honestly. And, <laughs> and, well, it's yeah. not going to come the old-fashioned... No, uh, China stimulus. Well, they, whatever they do is going to build make a more property. Let's put it that but way. But the thing is, yeah. is that they've announced so many stimuluses, yeah. stimuluses, oh, yeah. stimuli. I don't know. Over the last few months, and it's just like we're building a hub here. We're putting a bit of money to infrastructure here. We're putting a technology hub here. It's like just announce something material. <laughs> 
Well, they're saving companies. <laughs> yeah, they? yeah. They're saving property developers rather than making well, them. Well, are, are, are they going to save them? They're I mean, I, just, I don't know whether a lot of them have got bonds for international investors. I, I mean, yeah. the Chinese oh, get yeah. a bit of schadenfreude about that. You know, yeah, they yeah. let the fold go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evergrande and There is so much on our plate right now. ridiculous. All right, uh, next stock. Um, Dan wants a view, Brady, um, on SiteMinder. Yeah. Um, technology business, platform business. So everyone, mm-hmm. ooh, platform business. They seem to be the guy at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but hope, uh, helping hotels. Yeah. Basically, their administration platform, Grady, is Yeah, exactly. And it's... It's an interesting one. Obviously, if you want to invest in a company that's kind of in a niche environment, in a tech environment, um, obviously tech is absolutely dominating this year. So as you can see, this 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 is kind of fallen into the tech category. Um, it's very good. It's got in mind. It has close to forty thousand properties using in one hundred and fifty countries. So again, global exposure. That's a big tick. Um, they've just recently expanded into the revenue management system, and that's a really beneficial and really strategic growth point for them. So what we know about this is that it's it's an unpenetrated opportunity for SiteMinder, and there's not many competitors. It's not a very saturated market. Hmm. And with this, the key feature of this is a price optimization engine. So with that in mind, it actually targets the um, different categories of customers and changes the price per night and then obviously changes the revenue that's coming through for the hotels and oh. it creates annual recurring revenue for SiteMinder. So right. this is a massive growth opportunity on the revenue front for SiteMinder. And it's it's really interesting, like looking at the core functionality. So, so it will target me yeah. with a different price. Yeah. That's, than a, you that's the extent. for the same resort that we yeah. go to. Yeah. So say I'm Cheeky. based. Well, I'm pretty sure it's like the way forward because using yeah, AI yeah. and everything, yeah, and yeah. it's like dynamic process. Yeah. So it's like you and your wife versus yeah. me by myself or me on a business trip. They'll go, okay, business is paying for that. Yep. Charge a little bit more. Um, right. Background. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And then obviously occupancy levels. They that weighs into it as well. So yeah, this creates annual recurring revenue for SiteMinder, and annual recurring revenue, as we know, is a massive box that needs to be ticked by tech companies these days. Yep. So yep. as we saw in 2020, investor, well, 2022, um, if you don't have annual recurring revenue, that's a big no-no for tech companies as weathering the tougher times. So mm. um, given that in mind, it's actually a buy rating at the moment. So yeah, buy okay. rating on SiteMinder. Hasn't been going that long though. No, it's only got a year, <laughs> two, two years, years. tops yeah. history. So uh, really one year. It lost 48 million last year. And I was reading, I was looking at their description and when I read like where the the world leader in open hotel e-commerce platform, ranked technology pioneers, blah, 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 150 countries, this sounds like a successful business. Why is it losing so much money? Yeah. Now, Grady may be absolutely correct in their prospects for the new area of the business, but so far uh, I, would be, I wouldn't touch it because of the rate of capital loss is so high. Um, and when it got listed, and I haven't seen what their... their uh, prospectus was but when it got listed there would have been a positive story you yeah. would have thought it would have been profitable at that point well it was up to 790 I think, yeah at the peak so well it's thing. it's actually return on capital for the year is negative 57 percent which basically means they lost 57 percent of the capital in the business right mm. okay so now maybe that all went into this new product and stuff and maybe but we'll say that um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it'd be uh, i would i would be an avoid for me um and and you're thinking always with this and Team Invest, isn't it, is you don't need to get in at the bottom no. of, of mm. a company at the very start. Just pick your time, 
That's wait right. for it to have a track record. Yeah. And even if you miss the first, well, you do miss 10, the first bit. 20 percent, yeah. but you also miss all the ones that go broke. Who cares? <laughs> right, which is more often, by the way, than the yeah. successes. Yeah. And a good yeah. example of that is realestate.com. REA, when we looked at that on the listing, listed at two dollars or something. After five years, they clearly were starting to dominate the market and showing they could make money and run the business properly. And it was seven dollars in. Right. So, so you still picked up 10x yeah. over the next yeah, yeah. 10 year without having the risk of them not getting yeah. anywhere. And, and, and you forego the, from the, two, the $5 you would have made if you'd gone into the flow. Yeah. So what? I'd yeah. rather, that's how we look at it. Yeah. So no, this may no. be wonderful down the track, but uh, at the yeah. moment. No, it's a really good point. And, mm. and that's what I love about the call because you get different investment strategies from each of the mm. experts on the panel, which is always great. Uh, now, Jahin, our third stock, uh, wants a view on Imugene Grady, a uh, cancer immunotherapy uh, biotech. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Imugene? This is one of those stories, it's it's a spec buy because if you want to buy into the, it's with healthcare companies, I'm glad Howard's not here because he would rip my head off for saying story. Um, but it, with healthcare companies, you buy in at the early phases or you buy in when the commercialization money yep. phase comes in. But if you're a believer in the story, then obviously it's a spec buy, a price target of 10 cents per share. How much further can it go down? Um, we're not sure. Um, but it's been beaten up over the last few years. There's no denying that. It's never made a cent. Again, no denying that. Um, but what they're developing is outstanding and what they're, um, they're getting further and further into the process. They've got this new um, drug for the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma affecting 60,000 patients across the US and Europe. They're in kind of currently. You hope they succeed. I hope they do. Like you really hope they do. So if you want to buy into this kind of story and you want to be part of the journey, then obviously it's a spec buy for that reason. But there's a lot more risk involved than buying in with a strong buy like a Telix or a Neurone, which we have strong buys on. But with this company, they've got nine clinical trials underway. They've got cash um, of about 153 million. They're going to need about 173 million. So it wouldn't be unsurprising if they um, capital raise soon. But they've got this major short-term catalyst readout of the one phase one mass study, um, and that's for solid tumors for the treatment of solid tumors. So they're in the cancer space. There are other companies like Telix who are already in commercial phase of the cancer space. So if you want a strong buy, Telix Pharmaceuticals. Right. If you want to um, get in on the early journey of Imugene, um, then obviously a spec buy on Imugene. Okay. Uh, and again, it is all in the timing. What did we have yesterday? It Medical Development International, we heard up, um, um, which um, is the old Pentrox, Pentros, oh, and, uh, the Green Whistle. Green Whistle, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for pain relief yeah. and things like that, which uh, has been absolutely smashed because they haven't had, they've mucked up their FDA approval and made them. Honestly, when you muck up, and if you, if it's all comes down to that regulatory approval yeah. and when it gets mucked up, the the investors are so harsh. Oh. Like, sometimes well, that's it's what Nathan was saying. Like, yeah. like, it's been smashed. Yeah. But Nathan had a, you know, it's a high risk buy from yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be 10x, but... Um, you could lose your money. Yeah, it's it, healthcare is a really tricky one. Like yeah. it's again, it's, it's a, a it's a high risk. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting actually to see do some stats on how many listed bio companies there are and so on, and how how many survive. Yeah, the stats on that I think would be pretty scary. Mm. Yeah, uh, personally, I've invested in them in the past, doing that approach of investing in 
10 or 20 yeah. and so on. And I've never made, that. I've never made enough yeah. on the winners to pay for all the losers. So That's I, why I had, you haven't bought I, an I'm island scarred, yet. <laughs> so I'm totally not interested. Oh, right. okay. But having said that with this one, they, what, the way they've kept going is by continuing to issue more yeah. shares. So it, they started in 2014 with a million shares. Now they're at 6.4 million. So that's another yeah. factor with a company like this. It's going to keep diluting you. Right. So even though you're taking a small position, you definitely want to treat it as speculative. Yeah. These guys have been going for uh, nearly 10 years and haven't ever never made a sale of anything. Yeah. They have zero sales for anything. Oh, zero revenue. No revenue. Yeah. Zero. Oh. So it's just how much they lose each year and then how much they milk the shareholders <laughs> yeah. based on a story. Because it is, it's a story. It's really hard. Yeah. Like all healthcare is, you wish them so well because they're aiming for the greater good of people. But again, like if they're not making any material I re- difference. I remember then... Howard saying, this would have been six months ago, um, a, a company like this. And he said, look, if you really believe in it and say you, you had a relative that had been affected by cancer, and you really want this to work, it would be better just to donate the mm. money uh, rather than yeah. invest because then you get a 50% tax deduction. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very I'm, good point. I mean, Might actually do that. It, just make it a donation. Don't think of it as an investment. Yeah. Just, you know, I yeah, hope think of it like any other donation. Yeah. And I thought, that's actually a really interesting way. It's not a bad idea, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wish I could do that for the whole market. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment. So no from you, obviously, yeah. um, uh, Mark, on that way. Um, all right, uh, Angelo wants a view. Uh, let's go back to uh, financial stocks. Angelo wants a view, Mark, on Perpetual, uh, the big asset manager, um, founded in 1886. It's one of our oldest companies um, on the market, acquired uh, Pendle Group, another boutique fund manager last year. What do you think of Perpetual? Um, very ordinary. This is a very mediocre company. Right. Uh, we used to look at it uh, when we were looking at fund managers. So back in the day when Magellan was good, when we, yep. used, to, when we used to like Magellan. <laughs> and it, it was interesting because at the time we said that the, the funds managers who were run by founders, yep. which uh, Hamish Douglas obviously was the founder of Magellan, yep. and then we had uh, 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 Kia Nelson, Yes, uh, with platinum, uh, platinum as well. Their yeah. return on equity in both of those was typically very, very high, like fifty percent, uh, you know, twenty-five to fifty percent, but very, very high. But all the traditional fund managers, which were institutional fund managers like this one, mm. where there's no founder, mutual trustees, uh, yeah. they were all trustee companies. Yeah, that's right. Equity, all of them. Trustees. Like at, the, in, at their best, they were at twenty-two times back in two fifteen. They've been sliding ever since, and they're now down to four point eight. Wow. Now that means. Well, that's the return they're getting on the equity in the business. Now, these are light equity businesses. So therefore, the return on equity should be really high, not yeah. really low, because if you had very capital intensive, you can go, well, I've got to d- d- depreciate it all, amortize yeah. the cost. So, so this is, there's no excuse for being sub 10, which is woeful. Yeah. So uh, we're look, I'm looking at it and it's been a... But you're 10, saying they're all like that. Well, almost. Oh, None of them get up from our right. point of view, so I, I couldn't comment on that. Right. Yeah. But just looking at this one, we're showing it returning a negative 3.7 per year if you bought it at the today's price for the next five years, and negative seven on a margin of safety. Mm-hmm. So you're going to lose money. Forget about right. keeping up with inflation, yeah. and it's paying a dividend of um, 6.2, which is about inflation. Right. So, right. so you've got to pay tax on that, though. 
Yeah. 7.2. Oh, is that franked? 7.2 in 2023. All right. So, okay. So, and it's on a P, interestingly, by the way, it's on a P of 13.9, which is the bottom of the green. So it's come down, maybe the the Magellan effect. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that brought all the fund managers down. It made people realise that money can be hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a five-year low. For pay, it share is. prices a five-year five year low at the yeah, moment. Yeah, but but even though it is at a five-year low, it's still go well. If I if based on their returns, yeah, and it's been long. It's not just like had a bad year. It's been oh, dri- dribbling down for ten years. This is not yeah. not about their share price. I would argue that is a, a how it should be, because right. that's relating to their performance. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it interesting how the dynamics of this sector have changed? Because mm. you've got Perpetual, you've got Magellan with Platinum. A, an even uglier chart, Platinum, mm. and then you have Hub24 and Net Wealth. Premium. Well, they're tall yeah. supplies, really. Yeah, they? yeah. They're not the. They're the. No, that's right. Picks they're, and shovels. Yeah. No, they're they're the administrator. Yeah. 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 Uh, platforms of these service have shot the lights yeah. out. Yeah. 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 It's a real transitionary phase at the moment. Yeah. Well, there's a moral in that story. Of course. What's the moral? What's well, the you, moral? Wanted, you, wanted, you wanted the ones who are getting the, getting the service fees. Like, yeah. It was the famous thing from the Low gold capital, rush. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the ones who made all the money. And that's where Levi's came from. Remember, they, yes, they made heavy true. duty pants for the, the miners man, that yeah. didn't wear out. And yeah. they, they became super rich, whereas very few of the miners did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so be it. the supplier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, perpetual? Um, we actually really like Perpetual. I've done quite a bit of research into this recently as we're presenting it as our income stock at one of our conferences at the moment. Um, this one's really interesting. Obviously, it's been dragged down by the investment sell-off in 2023 of fund managers who are doing it really tough. Um, Magellan, a classic example, as you said. But it's got um, a really strong income investing proposition. So 7.2% dividend yield, 6.45% over five-year average. So it consistently pays out dividends. Um, One thing we like about it is that obviously the FY23 results, full transparency, they were very disappointing. Um, but looking forward, the synergies, because they did acquire Pendle for $600 million, they took on $400 million in debt to um, pay the premium for the Pendle acquisition. They had to pay a premium because it was mergers of equals. So mm. obviously Pendle shareholders are not going to vote something in if they're not getting a benefit from it. So they did take on that debt. Um, investors have punished them for that because it's a high interest rate environment. Paying off the yep. debt is more expensive. But what we really like about the company is that they've got a division that's fund, funds under administration, the corporate trust, and that is one of their biggest divisions. An Asian company actually tried to buy that off them last financial year. They rejected it because of the value grounds. Um, this is their highest growing business and it's really sticky business and it's really high growing in the US. So it's a corporate trust and it's sticky because when pe- when they get people on board, it's a tedious, long process and they don't tend to leave. So, right. and they make basis points obviously on the margins on that on those loans, on the corporate trust um, environment. So given that that's one thing and also they're really they're looking at um, cost cutting at the moment. They're really the synergies are set to be known soon with the Pendle Perpetual acquisition, um, and they both because both of them tried this global distribution strategy in 2020, 2020, 2019 when COVID hit, and now that they're together, they have all these global distribution points to really accelerate that global growth strategy. Um, and then also they are, they're a really entrepreneurial team. So they're really looking at a client and customer focused 
um, funds distribution. Whereas we have the Magellans and those who are really just trying to f one size fits all for the molds and their offerings for clients. So with a customer first point of view and customer first um, really approach and targeted approach, that's why Perpetual is on our radar at the moment. Okay, so you've got a, um, a, buy a buyer. Yeah, with a okay. price target of 27 and nine cents. Um, who's the boss of Perpetual? Mm, that's right. a very good question. Uh, I should know that. Wasn't Rob from, um, anyhow, I'll, I'll find out. So um, a buy on Perpetual from yep. Bell. Uh, and our next stock, uh, Grady, Sasha, what's of you on Nickel Industries? The yeah. uh, pig, is it Pig Eye Nickel or Pig Nickel producer out of Indonesia? Yeah, it's got, it's got its hand in a few different pies there. We've got a buy rating on Nickel Industries with a price target of $1.73. Um, they've got four different projects and stakes in four different projects in, in Indonesia with each funding and each folding into one another. So one provides a steel for uh, the nickel, <coughs> sorry, for another one. And um, the, uh, it's just, it's a really interesting, um, they've got high grade long life deposits at the Hen, I can't even say it, Hen Jaya Mine, the Hen Jaya Mine. Um, and that's probably their biggest one. But that mine uh, produces a direct shipping ore, which is sold mostly to the Indonesian Industrial Park, which is where they're all located. So right. it kind of, it's a real ecosystem kind of operating there. Um, the big thing for us was that the final investment decision came in for the Excelsior Nickel Cobalt project, which is also in this region. Um, they've capped CapEx at 2.3 billion US dollars. They've guaranteed they won't go over it. And they're looking like they won't have to capital raise because they've secured 400 million in um, uh, funding facilities from a tier one Indonesian bank. So a good thing for shareholders, they're not going to come knocking on your door for more money. Um, again, it's, it's one of those ones if you want really strong, um, really niche exposure to nickel, it's a really strong one and it's already producing, it's, it's got revenues coming through and it's got, um, it's diversified across a number of projects. But again, if you, that's only if you want the really strict right. nickel exposure. So buy rating with that in mind. But um, yeah, if you want diversification. There's not much nickel exposure here, direct nickel. No, there's not. Well. So yeah, that's why market. if you're keen for that yeah. one. And I think it has, nickel has use in EVs. So uh, yeah, mainly stainless steel. Is yeah. Not, is yeah, 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 yeah. So EV batteries. Yeah. Nickel. Um, what do you reckon? Uh, one of the other things that was interesting too is that some of those interests are being held through where there's a holding company that owns the they're mine, and then they're buying an interest in the holding company. Mm. So there's an extra layer in there oh, of no, okay. doubt, no doubt fees. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And costs, yeah. which is interesting because it was more than one Fair of them. That. Yeah. I haven't tried to understand all that. I just thought yeah. it was interesting. And they're mainly, they're Singaporean companies that, oh. uh, that, are, uh, that are the holding companies in mm. the intermediary, interestingly enough. Anyway, um, it's only got um, three, three, maybe four years uh, history. Uh, I think Grady said it all, it's really about the story of where that goes and that's obviously a prospective area. At the moment, we're showing it retain negative 2.5% based on its, uh, on its performance since listing yep. per year. So, and it's 16 PE at the moment and the earnings growth has been negative 1.5 average. So it's effectively, for when they listed, the earnings were 9 cents a share and now they're 5 cents. Right. But there's not enough history there to draw mm. any conclusions from that other than for me to say, 
I have no idea. Not interested at the moment. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's recap the uh, first five stock stock of the day. Westpac after its uh, downgrade this morning or its write-offs, 173 million. No from both Mark and Grady. Um, Sightminder, no from Mark. A buy from uh, from Bell and Grady. Imogene, a spec buy from Bell, although they prefer Telix in uh, in this space. Uh, a no from Mark. Uh, perpetual, a buy from Belt. Rob Adams is the that's right is the boss of oh, Perpetual, yeah, yeah. who um, uh, founded uh, Colonial First State with Chris Cuff out of the old State Bank of New South Wales. If my memory serves me right, uh, a no from uh, from Mark and Nickel Industries, a buyer from Grady, a no from Mark. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by our investment committee. Um, the latest uh, episode of the last committee voting is up live on the platform now. The new one for November will be up on Tuesday. So in October, Vita Medical was taken out and it's waiting distributed between Solpats and Altium. Uh, 1% was taken out of Karoon, Probeticus and Paladin Energy. And that 1% plus 1% in cash was put into Camplify. And uh, the... Um, performance of the fund up 3% at this stage. Uh, this half hour, we're going to be talking um, about meteoric resources, Catapult, uh, Sinlay Milk, InvoCare, and Pantoro. All right, uh, Grady, first off the, uh, off the rank, Stevie wants a view on meteoric resources. Good name for a resource it is a company. Cool Has it had a meteoric rise? Um, into iron, gold, copper and nickel deposits in West Australia, Northern Territory, Canada and Brazil? Not yet. <laughs> uh, spec buy for that reason. It's obviously a very early stage miner at the moment. So our team actually went it's to the... It's had a pretty good run. It's had right. a very good run. Um, but it's, from what I can understand, it's yet to produce. So right. that's what I understand. I could be wrong. Um, but they, our team actually went to the uh, Brazilian sites and they've got this rare earth deposits right. in um, the prospective rare earth deposits in ionic clay rare earths. And the thing about ionic clay is that it's less capital intensive, so less costs involved with um, turning it into the rare earths that we need for NDPR, which is what is used in EV motors. So obviously we're playing into the EV space with this company. Um, they've got a few upcoming catalysts, including the mineral resource estimates that will uh, define the scoping um, for one of its projects in Q3 of FY24, um, another one in Q4 FY24, and another one in Q1 FY25. So they've got hmm. a lot of exploration, a lot of upcoming catalysts that will really determine whether they are a key player. Jeez, or had not. a good year, has that? Yeah. When, when was the visit from the analysts? The, uh, the it was only the recently. <laughs> no, I wish it was. I know, but only recently. So yeah. I'm, I can't actually tell you why run. that run is so mm. high. But obviously, there's a lot of investors that are liking it at the moment. Yeah. Um, but so it also, plays into the whole EV plays into thing. the EV space. Um, but also, so with 
NDPR, it's really come off this year. And so naturally we're expecting a bit of a pullback um, for companies like this, but they do have exposure to gold as well, as you mentioned with uh, two non-core projects in Brazil and WA. So right. they've got that exposure. Gold's been really strong this year, as we know, so they can kind of boost themselves up with that. But yeah, we anticipate the next 12 months will be really key to de-risking the projects that they've got in Brazil. Um, and NDPR is set to come back over the next year because it obviously took a hit when less EV sales and things like that. So yeah. spec buy with a price target of 40 cents per share. Okay, oh, and it's, it's 20, 24. 20, 24 at the moment. Yeah. Um, Mark, what do you say? So I should pay 40 cents, should I? Yeah, you should. <laughs> I think you should bid today. <laughs> Not this little black duck. I reckon you bid right now. Put a bid on through okay. Bell Direct. Wow, that's what I like—a decisive woman. Yeah, yeah. What would you What would you pay for it, Mark? Nothing. Right. Okay. Oh. No, I would. I would definitely sell it because right. this is this has gone from one cent to twenty five cents. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which is two thousand five hundred, isn't it? Two three, <laughs> according yeah, to the uh, charts. <laughs> and they've had ten years. Yeah. And have never. Made a cent. No, so not. Right. No, no, so uh, take it back. It's not they haven't made a cent. They haven't sold anything. Right. Yeah. So what have they been doing? They've been telling stories. Great now, marketing. The, the thing is, they obviously are very good storytellers. Great marketing. Yeah, meteoric. And if you look at the going back to the shares outstanding again, mining shareholders. Yeah. Look at this. We've gone from 100 million up till now, 1.9 billion. Wow. Right. How about that? Right. So that, that's meteoric. That's meteoric. <laughs> Yeah, so, it is. So, the, so the, the, what we love to see is a really aggressive EPS growth rate is like that, is Yay. shares outstanding. So they made a $40.8 million, $40. million loss uh, last 12 months. So the losses are increasing. Now, I don't know what they're doing, but when do, you, when do they actually start turning some earth and yeah. having something to sell? I yeah. want some, That's my question. I want their marketing team. They're yeah. obviously doing really I think well. they've become very, very good storytellers. Right. So you're, you're saying sell now. Well, I would because I think been, the, the reality yeah. is let's say that Grady's right or your analysts are right. I always yeah. say you. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> and, it's me. And sometimes they get one of these done. mines going yeah. Yeah, yeah. next year. It's not going to make money next year. So that'll be a justification for another big shareholder hit. And then you've got the, the, the reality is mine, miners that are largely explorers very rarely turn into successful miners. That's a reality because it's another whole set of skills. It's yeah. one thing to find it, prove the resources, to actually turn it in and then make money and manage it. You tend to be better off getting out at the point of maximum hope. Right. And, I, and to me, or a 2,300% increase <clears throat> is maximum hope. hope. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a really good time to cash your chips. Okay. All right. So sell, take your profit now. Yeah. Uh, Mark Christian wants a view on Catapult. It develops uh, wearable um, technology, particularly for high-performance athletes and teams. Uh, most AFL clubs mm -hmm. use catapult uh, technology. A lot of NFL clubs do. Um, all the GPS trackers in the back of the Guernseys are from catapult and they feed into the high-performance coach that sits on the bench and mm -hmm. knows when to pull players off because of all the data it gets. I suspect that the, the their market, their total addressable market, is not big enough for right. them to never make any money. Right. They, they've been going for seven years now and have never made a cent. Yeah. So last in the last twelve months, they lost. I'm sorry to be a bit of a broken record here. No. It's just the reality <laughs> of the companies that are coming yeah, yeah. up. That's it's good, got a 236 million market cap, and last year it lost 47 million, very close to Meteoric actually. Right, <laughs> but get more than that. That's 47 million dollar loss on. Uh, on 123 million in sales. Right. So that's, you think about that. So the revenue is 123 and they lost 47 million. This is not close to breaking even. This no. is, that is really heavy. 
And I can't even give you a number on it because it's never made a cent. You know? right. So seven years to me is long enough to start seeing some, some uh, green shoots. And, and particularly products like this as well. That's right, it's, that's right. I'm sure not. the product's great. That's why I wonder whether the market's big enough for, for what their cost of sales are and cost of service. Are, mm. yeah. Who knows? All the yeah. input costs aren't working. Right, okay. Are they? Great. We actually have a buy on Catapult um, with a price target of $1.35. Now, what we see, they actually, we have an estimated value of the core market of analytics is about $8 billion US dollars, mm-hmm. and that's expected to double by 2026. One thing I can see with this kind of technology and any technology of this kind is that because they're somewhat a first of their kind, it's a really hard, you've got to really put the ground yards in to prove it to the market. And so understand, like with that in mind, you've got the wearable technology you've got, they've got video now as well. They had a recent um, acquisition of SGB, which now um, gets the presence of the company into motorsports. So they're expanding into all sports, but it's just a matter of getting through all the sports, getting a proven track record. And data isn't the same across the sports. So you've got, I'm guessing golf data is different to motorsport data is different to, they're all different. So you've got to adapt your product. Interestingly to Mark's point as well, they're also doing a range of um, sub-elite athlete products as well, more for amateur sports and just fitness fanatics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. Because you're obviously right, that elite level it's not, uh, big enough. Yeah. it's not big enough. But yeah. the interesting thing is that when they're doing the lower level, they're then playing into the field of your Apple Watches, your yes. Fitbits. So it's a no, highly no, saturated no. market. So I think if they continue to really stick to the elite level, they could they could continue to lead that market. But as you said, it's not a big enough address. So it's kind of a cat 22 yeah. when you're looking at that. But what we saw, um, their annual contract value is actually where they're, they're forecasting strong growth of 19% growth to $79 million in million US dollars. Um, we do expect a bit of a hit on the revenue to be under the 20% mark growth because of obviously the strength in, so they operate in global regions, meaning global revenues, different currencies that they're operating with. So the strength in those different currencies will obviously take a hit as well on their uh, reporting books in the first half. So we are looking at the first half, but we do see that the potential catalyst for strength moving forward is the growth in the uh, wearables and also in the video technology as well. Okay. So there right. are there's a few growth catalysts on the front, like on the horizon, and obviously sports only getting bigger. So um, yeah, I guess, and the acquisition. So now they're expanding into motorsports is another revenue stream as well. Okay, so buy it from you on Catapult. Yep. Uh, next up, John wants a view on something completely different. Grady, Sinlay Milk, <laughs> yes. the uh, uh, dairy processing company, operates out of New Zealand into infant formula and mm. powdered milk as well. Yeah, so this one's a really interesting one. It's New Zealand's biggest, I think it's their largest, or fourth largest, sorry, processor of milk. Um, they used to be the sole exclusive producer of A2 Milk's baby formula. Those, just in September, those um, relationships broke down. Um, so they obviously have capacity to start looking for someone else to produce for now, which is an exciting time. We actually have a buy rating on them with a price target of $1.50. Um, the reason being, obviously they've been hit pretty hard over the last year. Um, their sales have been down 8%, a bit that was down 18%. This is all FY23 results. Um, and they also had inventory impairments. So 
discounting that, looking forward, they're really um, on a really aggressive cost-cutting front at the moment. They've just sold two of their key companies, so um, Dairy Works and Talbot Forest Cheese, and that's to pay down their debt levels. So that's a positive that they're really focusing on costs in this high-cost environment and high-interest rate environment. Um, and we do see this gives some balance sheet um the depth obviously moving forward. They um, also have the their own uh, distribution points around the world, especially in China for the baby formula um, market, which is obviously one of the biggest, if not the biggest global market for baby formula. So with all of this in mind, they do have the experience, they know what they're doing in their um, dairy market. And so they have the opportunity to work with someone else now that A2 mm. milks off their books. So okay. yeah, by rating at this level, because it has been battered oh, down. Absolutely battered. But yeah. Mark, <clears throat> with China saying, oh, we might start letting wine back in. Yeah. And the, How can you invest on that though? And, and the trade <laughs> or, or, is it, or maybe milk. Well, yeah. will they do the same with infant formula? <laughs> oh, God. Well, on, but that said, A2 milk to the moon, didn't they? It did, yeah. but also Surely I think there's a good lesson in that for investors. Right. Because yeah. when you have something that is that is a fabrication and that if you look at the whole uh, guide, 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 what was it called? Guide our, where the, the shoppers used to settle uh, and stuff back. Guide, uh, not guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guide gals. That whole idea, the fact that people could go into Coles and Woolworths and buy stuff at retail, ship it to China and sell yeah. it to consumers and make a profit yeah, is yeah. not sustainable. No. So if that is what your business model is, any investors who thought this was going to keep going, you're yep. you know, suckers, really, because yep. it, it was going to go until it didn't. Yeah. And then it was always going to end with a bang because it would stop. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, so so even, then, even then trying to uh, come up with an investment thesis based on the fact that China may do something, that's, yeah. even, that's even worse. Right? China's too unpredictable. Yeah. So if you look at it, uh, interestingly, it's owned by A2 Milk and another one called Bright Dairies, which must be oh. a New Zealand one. They own okay. 52% right. of the company. Does so A2 still? A2, uh, unless, well, it's, it's showing uh, on Morningstar okay. that they still own 25 million shares. Yeah, mm. interesting. So, so if they... They're a major shareholder yeah. and they have broken the contract yeah. with them. That's interesting. It yeah. is really interesting. It makes it even more of a cost. Yeah. I suspect that what this is, is a service business to yeah. uh, to A2 and this other dairy group, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and it's never made any money. Hmm. So if you look at its history, it's been going since 2017. Hmm. We've had a lot of non-profitable companies, haven't oh, we? So, yeah. even, so even when China was flying, with powdered milk, yep, it still, still uh, couldn't make Actually, it up. let me let me just. I might have to correct what I just said because uh, <laughs> EPS growth rate has been negative fifty nine percent over the last six years. It mm. did make prop uh, forty four cents in nineteen, right, and that was as high. Okay. Right. And then since then, it's been all down. Um, yeah, trade wars, and started. it's in yeah. went up it went up to twenty cents in two twenty two, and then it's down to zero in right. uh, mm. in twenty three. So I take okay. it back. I'm saying it's never made any money. But no, but inconsistent. I, but when you have a company that's captured. For the benefit of the mm. the, uh, the the major shareholders, it's not a, something you want to invest in. Mm. No, I don't think because okay. it's never going to do really well because they won't let it because it's Cause you know, it's going to do just well enough to, yeah. that you can keep the thing listed and yeah. Mm. Okay, all right. Uh, Taylor wants a view, Marg, on InvoCare in the death care services and facilities sector. I yes. love that. Yes. Uh, basically, funeral homes, cemeteries. Cremations, uh, owns uh, White Lady Funerals, Simplicity Funerals, Lapine, Alan Drew Funerals. Uh, they're being stalked by TPG Capital, 
have made a big $1.8 billion offer for them, um, which the uh, mm. An independent expert report came out yesterday and said that it was fair and reasonable. Oh, God. They should fire that guy. At $12.70. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I, I, I think it's laughable, actually. We looked at this in detail about 10 years ago right. and failed it. Thank right. God. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's done pretty well. It's the well kind of business this, that has yeah. very strong moats. Yeah. It's the kind of business we should like. Yep. You know, it owns all the funeral parlours. It's got yeah. the cemetery. I mean, it's, yeah. they, they are, they're moats. Yeah. yeah, and then they have this insurance business where you get the prepaid funerals. That should all be a money spinner. Yeah, that really should. Be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you go, well, where's the, show me the money? Yeah, mm. so it's not there, and it, their EPS has been negative fifteen percent average over the last six years. So its high point was in two thousand and seventeen. It's been all downhill since then, and we had COVID. Didn't we have a lot of extra debts? Yeah, where did uh, that go? Well, from COVID deaths, but not. Not car crashes and okay. Well, anyway, but they, so, yeah. they, it, they had a they had a COVID drop in two twenty. Okay, let's yeah. okay, yeah. that's fine. Then it jumped up halfway to where it was before thirty two cents earnings Six in twenty one, and it's been all downhill since then. Yeah, look at so, this year; it's been at eight ninety six as well. I'm not about share price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, if you look at return, conscious investor is giving a. This is the worst one we looked at of the ones that make money, wow. and it's negative twenty four percent a year. No, wow. it's on a current P of one hundred and fourteen on its earnings. Right. By the way, top right. of the red. Yeah, is that because of the acquisition I, that someone's trying to? Well, is that what it, I don't know. So, so from that explanation. You would say take advantage. I would of absolutely the pump, sell it. Pump up in mm. share price at the moment. Well, it's, it, I, I can't see how it would get any better than this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and return on equity is seven, so it fails on that. Return on capital four point three. It's woeful, right? Yeah. So okay. the business is poor mm. anyway, yep. and it's on a an absurd PE, and its and its trend is down. Mm. And you would think if the takeover offer didn't go ahead, well, what do you think come back happen? down to earth? Yeah. yeah. Mm. It'll, Okay. Take your blood so take advantage of it. Yeah, uh, I agree. What do you reckon, Grady? Completely agree. Like yeah. ev- with everything Mark's just said, um, it's pretty much being taken over. Like there's their board has deemed it fair and reasonable. The independent review and fair and reasonable. Thirty um, first of October is when the sh- the shareholders meeting to vote is. So that'll be interesting Next to week. see yep. how Halloween pans out for Invocare. What a fitting day for them. <laughs> 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 it's really because, a fitting uh, day. The other funeral. Company, yeah, is, is, yeah, is sort of everyone's talking about they could be the next off the block. Yeah, I think, Propel, I think we cover Propel. Um, right. And they're, they're actually a really strong business. They right. acquire, they've done a really um, good regional acquisition strategy and that's yeah. and pet cremation pet funerals so they yeah. they're one that's actually really taken over the space in a really meaningful way whereas as mark said invocare they're in the right space they're charging a lot of money but how they're not making money I'm yeah. not you know, sure. you know, it's interesting a lot of these companies have grown through roll-up you know where they, they yeah. buy private operators and i've got a friend who runs a large mm. uh funeral parlor in adelaide and it's super successful. Right. And he makes plenty of money. Oh, they make and so much so money. These, when they're in private hands, they tend to be very good businesses. Right. Yeah. So then they get wrapped up into a corporate entity yeah. with all the overheads, listing, all right. the directors, all the fees, all yeah. the noses and the yeah, auditors, everybody. Yeah. And suddenly they're not so good anymore. Yeah. 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 So, okay. um, but if it does go through, it's interesting because the share price, the, one of the takeover off was $13 a share in May. And now the current offer is twelve dollars seventy. So they've yeah. brought it down, but they said a special dividend of sixty cents per share will be paid, um, which implies a value of. So know. you're saying accept the bid. Accept the bid, yeah. Right. Accept the bid or sell. sell before. That's a double sell. <laughs> that's um, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But if you 
Yeah. If you sell, you're not going to get the special dividend. You won't get dividend. the special dividend. So, so it depends if you tax purposes. Yeah, well, that's the risk. Depends if, if you want the dividend or not. Though, it's thirty first. Yeah, it's the twenty sixth today. You got one day to sell. <laughs> I'd accept it. Yes, I mean, money's in the bank. <laughs> Lion's so, is so you'd the story. Say, don't wait. I, I, I would. Don't I would. I would tend wait. to once once I see something and it's pretty black and white. I'll I'll, I'll just take it. Okay. I'd, Rather than I'd try to be cute, I'll try to be clever. So you'd hold it wait and get the, the special. Yeah, get okay. the special and there's nothing demand. wrong with that. But yeah. also it depends on your investment strategy because obviously tax purposes. If you're yeah, yeah. So either's fine. Yeah. Just accept the fact that it's gone. Accept the fact that it's gone. You might not get it. All right. Uh, Final stock, Drew wants a view, Grady, on Pantoro, the uh, gold exploration company with uh, uh, the Horse (laughs) Creek project and Norseman. (laughs) Mark and I look at each other like. <laughs> oh, uh, well, we have a buy on it because it, oh, how much further? How much further can it go down? Oh, first of all, to zero. No, is the answer four cents. Well, five cent price target's not that high, right. much higher. Twenty-five. Well, um, so what we see, it goes down to two cents. That's fifty percent. What we see is that all of the negativity is factored in. They did have some massive issues at their. Uh, they had a breach, a breach to working capital covenant. So their loan oh. balances were required to be classified as current liabilities. So. That was all rectified. No further action is going to be taken. Um, but the uncertainty and the negativity has been priced in is what Bell Potter sees. Um, the company is in gold in WA. They've got a flagship a- asset in south of Kalgoorlie, so a very strong tier one gold region. Um, they've got strong, uh, their first gold was poured on October in October 2022 and production is currently ramping up. So what we see is that we just... So it's actually producing. It's, it's got producing a mine gold. that's underway. Yeah, so a mine wow. that's underway. Um, the one thing... So they released preliminary production figures for September quarter of 2023, um, slightly above what Bell Potter were expecting. So again, that's a good thing. Um, and it was uh, this. All we want to be, we want clarity on the costs as well. So cost per ounce is what we want to see, and consistent delivery of improved quarterly results. So okay. those are the two factors. But it's a buy at this level. Yeah, it's gone down from 15 cent high to a three cent low, four cents at the moment. So if yeah. you've been a, if you've been in there holding. And this has been going for 10 years, this company. Yeah. From what I can see, it's only ever made a profit twice. And that was in 2018. It made a, um, a, a profit of two cents. Jeez. And then in 220, it so made one cent, one cent, one cent per share. Yeah. yeah. And then all the rest of it's been losses. And, right. and last year, it lost 63.8 million on 98 million of sales. So just think about that. So revenue is 98 really million, high. and their loss was 60, 63. Costs, uh, and the gold price in Australian dollar terms was really strong. Yeah. But how, last year. I, I'm not trying to give you an answer. I'm just saying no, it, it doesn't look good. It just but. says costs are really high. So I think that's why <laughs> we want to see yeah. improved. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. But. So no interest, I gather, Mark Moore. No. <laughs> no. All right, let's recap the, uh, the final five stocks. Uh, meteoric resources, uh, sell and take your profits. Uh, in Mark Morland's view, because that's had a bit of a run. Uh, Grady has a, has a spec buy. Uh, Catapult a buy from Bell and Grady, a no from Mark. Uh, same thing with Sinlay Milk. Uh, InvoCare, a sell from both. Mark would do it now. Uh, Grady would accept the takeover offer at the shareholders meeting next week. And then you uh, get a bit of a, um, a special dividend. And Pantora, a buy from Grady and O from Mark. 
Um, thank you, team. Mark Morland from Team hey, Investor. Sorry, see I you. couldn't be more positive. Yeah, no, no. That's why I'm no, here. You, you tell it the way it is. Uh, Grady Wolf from Bill Drake, good so to see much. you. All right, if you've got any stocks that uh, you want us to cover, uh, go to osbiz.co slash callpigs or tweet us using the at TV handle. And look, um, with any of your suggested stocks, add any comments or specific questions you want answered. That makes it all the better to discuss as well. So uh, don't be scared to do that. Uh, that's it for the call. See you same time tomorrow. More of Ausbiz The Pulse is next. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.